0: This is Ireland's 100-102 Today FM Day 2 is all about the economy In fiscal space, no one can hear you scream Good evening, Gavin Riley here again with our daily wrap-up of news, analysis and gossip from day two of General Election 2016, where, just like yesterday, everyone's been getting a little fiscal with each other on the campaign trail. Fine Gael and Labour both unveiling plans to get Ireland to full employment, Fianna Fáil also hitting out on the economy and Sinn Féin having a go at all three of the above. But before we get there, we start with an opinion poll, the first of the campaign and relatively bad news for the government.
1: The latest survey for the Irish Times and Ipsos MRBI shows Fine Gael are down two points since November to 28%. Labour, meanwhile, are unchanged at 7%, meaning their combined vote is well below that needed to secure a second term in office. Ahead of polling on February 26th, Fianna Fáil are up two points to 21 and Sinn Féin are down two to 19%. Support for independence has risen to 25%. The poll of 1,200 voters
0: was carried out on Monday and Tuesday of this week. And definitely it wasn't the happy note that the government might have been hoping for to kick off the campaign. You might remember in the last Red Sea poll before Christmas, now albeit that's by a different polling company, Fine Gael were on 32% and Labour were on 9 All you'd have to do is add another couple of points to each of those totals and suddenly the government starts looking very safe. But now they've both ebbed away from those totals. In fact, if you combine their support now, they're only on 35 points compared to 41 before Christmas and government looks pretty far away. Now, this afternoon, Enda Kenny tried to put a positive spin on that.
2: Well, I don't comment on polls where I say this to you. Uh, it certainly will remove any complacency from the ranks of Fine Gael. And it's very far removed from any talk about uh, coronations and things like that. This is a case, actually, where it's going to fire up the Fine organisation around the country. They know they've got to fight for the right to be re-elected as a government, and that's what they'll do.
0: But it is without question a bad result, and it's one that might not have been helped by the stuttering start to yesterday's campaign, especially when Enda Kenny refused to answer a detailed economic question about the so-called fiscal space. Now that said, any prospective alternative doesn't do too well in the poll either, and it all simply underlines that with three weeks until polling day, the race is most certainly on. Now, Enda Kenny was speaking there as he finally published something you might have heard him talk about just a little bit already, Fine long-term economic plan. But as ever, then it all became about space, or rather, the much-vaunted fiscal space. Now, we had a go at explaining this yesterday, but we'll take another go at it now. So... You might remember during the austerity budgets that there was all this talk about how much in austerity measures might be needed every year. In fact, one year that the last one of the Fianna Fáil budgets, there had to be 6 billion euro of austerity measures in order to bridge the gap between what the government was able to get in through taxes or borrowing and what it was spending every year. Now, fiscal space is basically the exact opposite. It's the amount of money that the government will have to spend on top of its existing plans over the next five years. So basically, whenever you hear parties talk about how much fiscal space there is, it's how much they reckon they'll be able to spend on top of what the government spends today. Now Fine Gael's plans for that fiscal space were exactly what Enda Kenny was trying to dodge questions on yesterday and that prompted a straightforward challenge this morning from Fianna Fáil's finance spokesman Michael McGrath. Seek a
3: proper number-by-number number reconciliation between the £8.6 billion, uh, and the £3.2 billion that the Fiscal Council are saying. Now so far in this campaign, uh, Fine Gael have had their numbers uh, in a complete model. Minister Noonan has been talking about a 70-30 split 70 on the expenditure side, 30 on the tax side, and another 25% uh, for a contingency fund. Well, that adds up, Minister, to 125%.
0: Today, again, Enda Kenny passed on that responsibility to Michael Noonan, who calmly explained why Fine Gael thinks we have twice as much wriggle room as the Fiscal Advisory Council. The main reason is because Fine Gael hasn't yet decided whether it's going to automatically increase welfare payments or the income tax bans, in line with inflation.
3: We don't build it in in
2: advance. We're saying the fiscal space will be used to make decisions about personal taxes in five different budget occasions. And that's the constitutional position. That's what governments have to do.
0: Enda Kenny instead stuck with a more emotive big picture theme. He said he'd recently met one man who'd been able to return home with a child to baptise them after living abroad. Used that, by the way, as an opportunity to rule out coalition with Fianna Fáil.
2: Put a price on the reunification of a family. That's what this plan is about. It's about people, it's about real life situations, and that can be, uh, and that's a fragile recovery, and it's got to be one that's minded very carefully, which is our proposition. We've a proven record here over the last five years in the, the most difficult circumstances of bringing the country to a better place. We want that to continue.
0: Meanwhile, the finance minister again put the boot in. He claimed that in an alternative government of Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin, which he reckons is a live prospect no matter what the opposition might say, it'll be Sinn Féin holding the key to the economy. And he says Irish voters don't have to look too far to see how that might turn out.
2: This isn't theory. If you want to see the working example, have a look at Greece. Sinn Féin were very interested in Greece for a while. Uh, They used to go out there visiting, and they were out there participating in the elections, and they marched to the Greek embassy. Remember all the Greek flags that were going around, you know? They'll be going out to spot prizes at Sinn Féin's dances, north and south in the future. (laughs) And it's the Greek model they were so interested in.
0: Well, the fiscal space wasn't the only thing in which the Taoiseach was feeling a little bit of heat today. Even his own coalition partners were taking a slightly different tack than him. Labour were in Drogheda to launch their plan for full employment. Now, plan would reach that target by the year 2020. Labour say that if you also do more things like helping to stimulate state lending to SMEs, you can actually get there two years earlier. Junior Minister Jed Nash says it's easily doable. We know that we can achieve
2: full employment in this country by 2018 by investing more in apprenticeships, uh, by uh, making sure that more people... Come off the Live Register Jobs Plus scheme. That's the financial incentive that we're providing to employers to take people from the Live Register into work. Uh, we also plan as well to ramp up manufacturing in this country. Manufacturing is an extremely important element of our
0: economy. After the dispute over GP contracts yesterday, it's now two issues in two days in which the coalition partners are already at odds. Also launching their election campaign today, the Anti-Austerity Alliance People Before Profit, that's the AAAPBP, annoyingly not in alphabetical order. Richard Boyd Barrett said the whole premise of the fiscal space, which again by the way is dependent on having a certain amount of economic growth, is nonsense because he reckons any respected global economist will tell you there is easily another crash on the way. None of the government's pledges... Uh, To protect public services, to invest, to create
2: jobs, uh, to reduce taxes on those who've been hammered with austerity, have any credibility if they're based on fantasy economics. A famous phrase of the government, but it is now the government themselves who are engaging in fantasy economics.
0: And even that isn't all on Enda's plate. His non appearance on the 6 1 News last night was also an issue. Last night, Joan Burton, Gerry Adams, and Michal Martin all popped in for brief appearances on the RTE Evening News Bulletin. Finnegale instead was represented by Leo Varadkar. Now this morning, Thomas Byrne of Fianna was wasn't best pleased.
3: Five years ago, Enda Kenny told the people of Ireland that Paddy likes to know. Now he's saying that Paddy can't know. And the leader of all the paddies is Enda Kenny, and he doesn't know. He's out of touch. I believe he'll be out of office if people vote for Fianna Fáil.
0: His colleague Michael McGrath went one step further, likening the absent Enda to Kim Jong-un.
3: It's a sad state of affairs when uh, the Taoiseach of the day uh, conducts his first press conference with uh, a limit of two questions to be put from the floor. This isn't North Korea. This is a democratic state, and you, as members of the media, are entitled to put as many questions as you want, as far as I'm concerned. For what it's
0: worth, then Kenny did do a second press event today. He had a very simple, albeit somewhat implausible, explanation.
2: Um, I didn't know I was invited to it, obviously. I, don't, I haven't access to all of, the, all of the diaries here. I have a lot of interviews to do over the next period, and I will participate in the, um, in the debates that take place. Why wouldn't I? So I'm, I'm sorry that RT were upset uh, about that. Uh, you'll see enough of me, maybe maybe too much over the next uh, couple of weeks, believe me.
0: He will, by the way, be on Morning Ireland tomorrow morning. Joan Burton in the firing line today too, from her constituency rival Ruth Coppinger of the Anti-Austerity Alliance. She reckons Joan will soon be getting a little bit more familiar with the state pensions that she issues as Minister for Social Protection.
1: It could, in the case of Dublin West, be a situation where either myself or Joan Burton are returned. And, um, you know, obviously we hope that we are the party that will bring Joan Burton down because the treachery of the Labour Party goes beyond anything that's existed before uh, in terms of the promises that they made and the role that they've played in government.
0: Now, it should be noted that a lot of people who don't have a side in this fight usually say that when you tell voters somebody is at risk, all it ends up doing is hardening their supporters and it helps to save them. That, by the way, is conventional logic. We shall see. But that wasn't the only constituency ding dong going on today over in Dublin West. This morning on News Talk, there was a debate between some candidates in Tipperary, which quickly descended into a two way battle between Labour's Alan Kelly and the independent TD Matty McGrath. And as it will quickly emerge, all politics is local. Minister Howland has said on two occasions now, if not three, that it was a wrong decision to, put, to close down the councils. Alan will have to answer. Minister Kelly okay. will have to answer. You're Why? saying it is an issue. You're a a huge is issue. issue. A huge issue of incompetence and waste. And, and Irish Water couldn't fix a washer and a sink. It, it couldn't to fix get the, the council workers to do anything else. Alice, Alan and Minister Kelly
3: couldn't fix the tap if it went to dry. Don't don't only don't all spin. Do. OK, Matthew. OK, Matthew. Matthew, you'll get through an election like that. That'll be good. Two, t- two, things, two things. Firstly, um, the idea of going back to local authorities and local authorities doing this work piecemeal, who they did fine work. But it's a national requirement, national strategy, close them down. Na- national utility required to ensure that borders don't mean, uh, uh, water doesn't stop at borders, so that we can have a comprehensive Okay. Second thing, you did make a reference in relation to, to councils. And I do want to say this. There is, uh, you wouldn't believe this, but there is probably a little bit of agreement on this. I have initiated a review in relation to oh. the local government structures. and I do voted be, I, to close wait a second. You voted wait a to close Wait a second. You voted to close a lot of things. I didn't vote uh, to yes close the councils. Did. Remember, don't forget, Spanish you You resigned from Fianna Fáil four weeks before the last election to save your skin. Full stop.
0: (laughs) More from Tipperary and particularly its music scene in a few minutes. Now, as we told you yesterday, every day throughout election 2016, here on Today FM we are keen not only to make sure you hear from as many politicians as possible, but that we also hear from you, the voter and the listener. Helen Vaughan's been trekking the nation into the AFM's Talking Taxi. Tomorrow she'll be in Dublin city centre looking to speak to some older voters, so do keep an eye out. Today she went to Dunboyne in County Meath to speak to some young parents there.
1: Go on, you're you're in the pink one and you're in the green one. This is way bigger than our car, isn't it? Hi, my name is Pamela, this is Ella and this is Liam and we're on our way to school in Dunboyne. Turn right there. Um it'll bring you around into the village. My kids were in full time crash and the fees were crippling. You just you get no help, you get no relief. So the fees were more more than our mortgage because we were paying over sixteen hundred euro a month for two kids in full time in full time crash for four days a week. My mum helped us get one day. So yeah, it was it was the fact that like it really wasn't worth our while, emotionally as well as monetary-wise. Pam's husband Gary agrees that financially they were better off with her not working, but says it was also really difficult as a parent.
0: To be in early, you were literally waiting outside the uh, creche at half seven. Trying to wake your kids up so early in the morning is, it's not great. And then, as I said, you're basically just waiting outside the car. It could be hail, rain or snow, and you're just waiting for somebody to open the door at half seven just to throw your kids into the creche and then uh, rush off for the train. get
1: your bag. Just one button. You have to wear your hat. My you Now he works full time from home one day a week and Pam is at home with the children. She says they're no worse off on one salary. There has to be some kind of incentive for mammies to go back to work because there's no there's no help with childcare, there's no tax relief, there's there's nothing there's no incentive for them to go back because it's not worth their while because of all the money that they're paying out. And then the guilt as well of working mummies because most mummies feel it. Way more than Daddy's. So, yeah, when you're balancing that, is it, it it's worthwhile doing it? See you. See yeah. you later. But for this family, for now, with a three- and five-year-old, she's better off at home with her children.
0: Things are going well at the moment. It's great having Pam uh, at home with the kids. She's able to do everything during the day, like bring the kids off to swimming lessons, ballet, tap, football, all that kind of stuff. So it's great to have her at home.
1: Helen Vaughan, Today FM News, in Dunboyne, in County Mees.
0: A few bits and bobs before we go. Firstly, we wanted to send our best wishes to Peter Matthews, the independent TD who's running again in Dublin, Rathdown. He's announced today that he's scaling back his campaign plans to undergo treatment for esophageal cancer, which he says should be successfully treated within a couple of months. And we wish him all the best in that much more important battle. We also wanted to share with you this piece of internet brilliance. It's a Facebook video shared by Mick Wallace, which effectively doubles as his campaign anthem. It's all about how he's been marginalised by the government over the last five years years in the doll and his own frustrations with the system. So with apologies for the strong language that you're about to hear this is just a snippet.
2: We'd have loved to be able to say that we made a difference, that things were different now, things were better. I wish to God we could say it, but we're not able to say it because it ain't the fucking truth. It ain't the fucking truth. It ain't the fucking
0: truth. It ain't the fucking truth.
2: It ain't the fucking truth. Ain't fucking truth. Ain't the fucking truth.
0: That's worth checking out in full Technicolor on his Facebook page. The bit we enjoyed is how in the video he leaves out what was his fairly meek apology for that use of foul language in the doll.
2: I wish to God we could say it, but we're not able to say it because it ain't the fucking truth. I'm sorry. Shannon, sorry. I wish that I wouldn't mean it, right?
0: That is our lot for today. Tomorrow, the campaign launches continue. Sinn Féin and the Social Democrats will be in the morning, Labour in the afternoon. And Renua is also set to publish its own red line issues, a fairly novel plan ahead of the general election. Anyway, we did promise you some more Tipperary music and we're going to revisit that row between Alan Kelly and Matty McGrath, both of whom are veterans of some top-notch campaign bangers. Here is my personal favourite. This is Matty McGrath's campaign song from 2007. too Matty McGrath Our guy, your guy, Matty
1: McGrath We'll be too Matty McGrath Our guy, your guy, Matty McGrath Matty McGrath is the people's choice We'll have him in the doll, won't that be nice? Working hard p-
0: But here truly is the biggest news of the day. We've had the re-emergence in the last 24 hours of the legendary Alan Kelly rap. It's been making fleeting returns to the internet and it is still as legendary as it was when it was first released in 2009. So we leave you with Cork rapper GMC. I'm Gavin Riley. We'll see you again tomorrow for more Election man Daily. Man do it,
3: Alan Kelly. People around me are sick of the blunders made by the government. Sometimes I wonder if our economy will be torn asunder. We need a leader in Europe from Munster. Don't make the wrong choice. Or Alan Kelly. Munster needs a strong voice. Or Alan Kelly bring a young, fresh attitude. Vote Alan Kelly. Who is the man to do it? Alan Kelly. 100 to 102 Today FM.